What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of HBCU Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the show on today. Well, we have a lot going on. We speak with Talia Givens, Director of Student Professional Development for the United Negro College Fund, UNCF. They have a student leadership conference coming up, sponsored by Wells Fargo on May the 31st through june the 3rd so we're going to talk about that and all the amazing things that they're doing and also i have a randall's thoughts that to a lot of folks might seem a little bit like old news but i have to talk about it because i put out the commentary online and i wanted our radio family to hear about it president biden spoke at howard university's commencement and he condemned white supremacy during the address and everyone was up in arms saying he's pandering what's he talking about it was criticism from all sides but i said that hey he's done this before and i can prove it to you so i prove it to you later on in the show but first and foremost i want to talk about two things before we get started uh shout out to ashley jones the ceo and creative director of tones and melanin we did an exclusive interview with her on last week and she entered the shark tank and she got a deal with mark cuban she was initially asking for three hundred thousand dollars for five percent of a stake in tones of melanin and then eventually mark cuban countered and said three hundred thousand for fifteen percent she countered Mark Cuban and said, can we do 300000 for 12%? And Mark Cuban immediately said deal. Shout out to Ashley. It was an amazing presentation. Like she really brought the heat and she brought the HBCU culture to Shark Tank. I'm so excited to see where her business goes and what her business has been doing since she's been on Shark Tank. I am looking to get her back onto the show so we can do a proper recap and talk about how the Shark Tank effect has affected her business so i'm super excited for that so y'all make sure to stay tuned and also one last thing before we get into the interview with miss givens so it has been officially a year since i started my journey on hbc post radio on sirius xm because i actually started trying to reach out to get on channel 142 back around the time of memorial day weekend like i celebrate two things all the time i celebrate the start of the journey and the actual anniversary of getting it done so it is the anniversary of me listening to sirius xm me seeing there's an hbcu channel i was listening for a year and i was like you know what we're doing hbcu pulse radio so let me see if we can join this amazing channel and spread what we're doing with hbcus and the information about hbcus to a national radio audience and i appreciate both howard university and Sirius XM for giving us this opportunity. And I'm so excited to look back one year later and we're here. So thank you everyone for rocking with us and it's only up from here. 
Coming up, we're going to be interviewing Talia Givens, Director of Student Professional Development for the United Negro College Fund. She's going to be talking about UNCF's annual Student Leadership Conference, which is sponsored by Wells Fargo and happening in Rockville, Maryland from May the 31st through June the 3rd. And also the other amazing things that UNCF is doing to help students at private HBCUs finish college. So make sure to stay tuned. You're listening to HBCU Post Radio. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU Post, now trending worldwide. Miss Givens, how you doing today? Hello, hello. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here too because it is that time of year where school is over. And when school is over, I can tell you this as someone that has been a student leader, and also someone that has graduated, when you are out of college, the adventures end. You're back at home thinking, what am I going to do? So this is definitely a move that students need to consider, and the students that are registered, I know that they're going to have a good time. So tell us about the Student Leadership Conference and what we can expect this year. You're right. They are Students are getting geared up. They've been invited uh, to participate in this year's Student Leadership Conference led by UNCF with our host partner, Wells Fargo. This year, we are slated to welcome 120 diverse student interns from across the country, from various different institutions. We do this conference every year, and it is really about helping our students who have uh, achieved an internship. Before you go turn up, (laughs) we want you to get some additional last round of professional development so that you show up strong at your internships this summer. This is a platform and framework to ensure that students have a space to really get themselves prepared for their internship because they've accepted the offer. And we want to make sure that they have all confidence and remove any other barriers that might be in their way. And whenever you talk about internships, I get excited because that's something that is key And a lot of folks don't understand that when it comes to the journey of finding a job and finding a career after you're out of college is that you have to, number one, build upon your skill, especially if you're in a non-STEM field, you have to build upon your skill, build upon your knowledge, go out and meet people, and then go and get experience. So just talk to us about how UNCF has been contributing to the elevation and advancement of HBCUs. And I want to talk about this real quick, too, to give it a caveat, because I was talking to you before the interview, and I said, hey, I'm a graduate of Fort Valley State University, and we're a third-year Marshall College Fund school, so sometimes we don't feel the love, but you said, listen, Fort Valley is also a part of the family as a public HBCU. So talk to us about that, too. So, yes, UNCF, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. And with that, we have, of course, been a national leader in scholarship achievement, scholarship attainment, making sure our young people get to college and through college through the money, right? through the scholarships. But know that historically, when we were founded now 79 years ago, it was about raising money and keeping our private HBCUs open because they were not state schools to receive state funds and they needed that support and they continue to need that support, right? But as we have grown, our vision, our support, has spanned across all HBCUs um, through our scholarship programs, through the work that I do with the scholarship and internship opportunities that we do, um, through our professional development programs. But also there are students who are attending majority schools that are eligible for UNCF programs and scholarships. Yes, 
And we got to dispel this myth. Um, when UNCF led the work to do the Gates Millennium Scholarship Program over 20 years of scholarships, that opened up the door to many more students around the country to have access to UNCF support. And we've continued that support. And so as long as you meet the eligibility criteria, we need our young people to read our eligibility criteria. And if it says four-year institution, that means you can apply, right? <laughs> and uh, whether you're HBCU or non-HBCU, we want you to come and, and make sure that you have a profile in our system, that you update your profile every year, because we want you to be able to receive the information from us when something opens up that meets your criteria, whether you're from Fort Valley State, where you're from, or, or my, my HBCU, Alabama A&M University. We want to make sure that all of our young people who really do need a scholarship, really do need that internship, really do need some professional networking support that we offer, we want to make sure that you know that we're here to achieve that. And then one final thing I'll say when we talk about across the board with HBCUs, our government affairs and our public affairs department has been an advocate across the board for HBCUs and ensuring that the federal dollars make it down to all of our institutions. And so th that voice along with TMCF and along with others is on the Hill and in our states to ensure that the history of our schools, the funding for our schools become adequate and there's equity in keeping our doors open and to serve all these great students out here. I love it. And when I always do these interviews where I learn something that I didn't know during my four years at Fort Valley, I'm like, man, if I could send this interview to my older self and I, and I would know that possibly I could apply for a scholarship or some assistance from UNCF, I would have done it because here's the thing, like paying for college is hard. And with the pandemic and all the things that have come from it, it's getting even harder. And, you know, we talk about policy as we're recording this right now, and hopefully by the time this airs or when people listen to this, we would have amended what's going on with the debt ceiling. But of course, the Republicans have a bill in which it was a fact check that said Pell Grant funding could be cut by 22%. And we did an article about it on HBCUPulse.com. And what I've been saying and what I've been pushing the message of is that UNCF reports that over 70% of HBCU students are Pell Grant eligible with black students making up to 72% of Pell Grant funding in general. I got that from UNCF. So if Pell Grants are cut, that's gonna hurt a lot of folks, not just at HBCUs, but everywhere. So like, that's the big conundrum that we're dealing with is how can we afford to pay for college as prices go up? So with UNCF, like what are you all doing to help college students pay for college and make it through college so we can become successful alumni? I'm gonna tell you, we are out there and we have 26 area offices around the country. And we're in a great economic time because the giving that has come from corporations, foundations into UNCF has been tremendous over the past three to four years. With social justice, people are making their voice known through their purse. My department alone has grown over the past three years from 25 programs to over 30 programs now. All around professional development, all around internship opportunities and more are coming. This fall, we should be launching many more programs to get students into great job opportunities. So we want you to continue to keep the pulse going in the HBCUs. We will have our early talent opportunity days, our early virtual virtual uh, career fair, which will give HBCU students a leg up 
before the campus career fair start with all of our open applications to hear from those companies to apply. So keep on lookout for our early talent opportunity days coming this fall. And then over the, over the summer, we'll have the early talent opportunity program. And so we want to make sure that through this, through the student leadership conference, for our interns, through our uh, applications that will be opening for internships, that students are using this resource as, the, as an area where companies who are specifically looking for the diverse talent, diversity, equity, inclusion, they are coming through us to get to those campuses. And so we are that leg and that arm to support career services across the board in our HBCUs. So we want them to know that we are partners with the HBCU Career Services. Get your students involved. Um, let us know how we can help you, um, whatever that HBCU context is, um, to get your students' um, applications completed. Um, we're here to help and support. I love it. So one thing when it talks about paying for college, right? When we talk about paying for college, a lot of folks, especially our parents, say, just go online and apply. And that works for anything with parents. Oh, you don't got a job? Just go online and find a job, find a remote job. Like, just going online to a lot of parents is just the answer. Like, you sick, just go online. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the answer for everything. But the thing is, when it comes to online scholarships, is that sometimes it's a bunch of people that are applying. And a lot of times, like what I discover is that it's a scam or it's just not even real at all. Like it's just something that's just there. It might be something that, that was available in 2015 and it's 2023 and I'm applying for something hoping that it can happen, but it's not even eligible anymore. Like what are some tips for students to find good scholarships? Well, first know that all of the programs in our database are valid and true opportunities. And you should know that overall, when we, we did a survey around students who did not complete applications and to find out why did, why did they go online to start, but this didn't complete. And um, many students said that they didn't complete because they thought they wouldn't get it. And so in a lot of ways, students are, are taking themselves out of the process before they even get a chance. So we want to use this platform to turn that around. So if anything, um, when you see a valid scholarship opportunity, just complete the application. Don't be afraid of the essay. You can repurpose essays when you need to uh, for different opportunities. The key there, though, is to be clear about what the question is being answered and adjust your response accordingly. You cannot use every essay for the same scholarship opportunity. You have to make sure that there is something unique and special about what you're saying and sharing based upon the essay prompt. And so many students may miss out on the opportunity because they're just cutting and pasting things, right? You have to put some time in. You have to schedule time. I was able to get a full scholarship to college to Alabama A&M, but I still continued to apply to scholarships um, my sophomore year, my junior year, and senior year, because there is money that is specific to specific classifications and majors. So there's money that sophomores can apply to that seniors and juniors can. And so finding that opportunity that is specific to your classification and not just looking for the money when you're a freshman is key. You have to look for the money and search for the opportunities a year in advance of when you need it, okay? A year in advance of when you need it. So right now, this summer is a good time to begin to curate opportunities for scholarships if you are going into um, the, your next uh, academic year, right? And so um, looking online, making sure that there's a valid URL um, for that opportunity, 
looking, make sure your essays are um, very clear and concise and answering the question that's being asked. But then also um, when it comes to internships, make sure that your resume is tight. Now, what my team does, and we have a program that's asking for a resume, we're going to ask for that resume, but we're also going to help you polish it. Okay. We um, are going to make sure that we review that with you, give you some feedback. And when you get the feedback, make sure that you incorporate that feedback so that it helps to improve your, your odds of getting the actual offer. So there's a few tips I hope that can help um, your audience uh, of students out there in getting the scholarships. Um, and again, the profile is very important. We have a brand, brand new system that's been renovated um, for our um, user experience. So we hope that it will make it a more seamless experience for your students now and applying for, for opportunities. And there are even some opportunities there for graduate students and uh, more so as well. So we're seeing that more investment in that area as well. So um, you could also come back and check out UNCF in that respect. And as an alum, a seasoned alum, someone who's already gotten some career experience, UNCF is also posting career-based positions. So you may not be a new grad, maybe you're two to three, maybe even five years out, companies are um, coming to UNCF and, po and we're, we're, we're posting opportunities for career positions, for seasoned career positions. So um, the opportunities are, are really, truly, truly have opened up. And so um, we want to make sure that your audience knows that this resource is out here for them and that they want to utilize it as much as possible. I love it. Like this whole entire interview is just giving so much information. And I really appreciate you for coming on, Ms. Givens. But before we go, I need you to once again talk about the Student Leadership Conference that's taking place from May the 31st to June the 3rd, sponsored by Wells Fargo in Rockville, Maryland. Tell us a little bit more about that, how students can apply, and just what more can they expect? Okay, so yes, this is going to be, again, a firecracker opportunity. Um, our students are flying in from all over the country. We're going to get them launched out. As soon as they get there, they're going to be put into some, some training around Microsoft Office, Microsoft Excel, networking. You know, sometimes students um, may feel like, oh, I know how to do that. But we want to make sure that you understand how to use some basic tools, but in a corporate space, right? Because you know how our young people, they are campus leaders. They their leadership and their academics have gotten them the opportunity, right? And so there are some, some areas in which our companies have said, we wanna get some, some training out there for you. So our UNCF staff is coming forward the first day uh, out the box to get some training in their hands as soon as they arrive. And networking, we're gonna teach you about how to network effectively, how to show up in the room, how to dress the part. Um, we have Macy's, who's going to be there helping students get their headshots done and get that corporate look um, so they look great going into their jobs. Uh, we're going to have a standout internship panel. They're going to hear from students who actually got second internships and got full-time jobs from an internship. And so they can hear from their near peers on what they did to be successful. Um, and we're going to talk about communication. Um, you are a media man. And you know, you're on the mic on the regular basis. So how you project, how you communicate is essential. And how students show up and communicate in teams, um, how they communicate in email, how they communicate in the written form is, is gonna be extremely important. How they communicate virtually, because many students have virtual internships and they have to do virtual, right? 
So we're going to have a, a deep dive session on communication and business writing skills. We're going to talk about stress management. We're going to zen out a little bit and show students how to manage their stress. Uh, we're excited about that session. And I talked about the, the opportunity to talk to learn about their, um, their financial finances by Wells Fargo. But in addition, um, we know that when students get on, on, on tap and they're, they go into that internship, they're going to be chased, faced with some business challenges that they have to find solutions for, right? Their skills are going to have to go forward. So guess what? They're going to be going into a deep dive of business simulation and they're going to practice what it means to actually solve real business problems. And there's going to be some interesting twists and turns in that, in that, in that simulations. I can't give all that away. So uh, I'm excited to see the students show up on, on site. Um, and it's going to be a boot camp. It's going to be a lot. Um, but we're going to truly, truly uh, make sure that they come out on the other side um, strong, confident, ready, no imposter syndrome, um, but ready to attack and take the ground running when they um, leave us on June 3rd. I love it. Like this conference, the student leadership conference is going to be very comprehensive. And I think that one thing the students are going to leave understanding is that our mind is a terrible thing to waste. Like they're going to leave. They're going to understand that when they leave, they're going to have a lot more information that can help their lives. So Ms. Talia Gibbons, Director of Student Professional Development for UNCF, the Student Leadership Conference sponsored by Wells Fargo, taking place in Rockville, Maryland from May the 31st to June the 3rd. If you are in the DMV area, make sure to come out. And if you can't come this year, it's annual, which means it's happening next year. All right, so make sure to tap in then. But Ms. Gibbons, thank you so much for coming on you're listening to hp you're listening to hbcu pulse radio you're, you're listening to randall's thoughts yeah. on hbcu pulse radio Yes, yeah, so on today's Randall's Thoughts, I want to talk about commencement season. Yes, commencement season is an amazing time in college life. It signifies the end of your collegiate journey and the start of what we sometimes consider real adult life. Due to the pomp and circumstance of commencement, colleges often go out and get heavy hitter commencement speakers to motivate the graduating class. Just this spring, we've seen Oprah at Tennessee State, Ricky Smiley at Miles College, and Morris Chestnut at North Carolina A&T. But how always seems to get the heaviest of hitters to grace the stage as the commencement speaker. So this year, the Mecca invited our 46th president of the United States, Joe Biden, to address the spring 2023 Howard University graduates. President Biden was also awarded with an honorary doctorate in humane letters. President Biden is the seventh sitting U.S. president to speak at Howard's commencement, which in itself is amazing. But of course, what should have been a positive moment has turned negative. People have turned President Biden's speech into a political ploy to weaken support for his re-election campaign. The star this time comes from President Biden openly condemning white supremacy in his commencement address. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to stand up for the best in us. To choose love over hate, unity over disunion, progress over retreat. To stand up against the poison white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. 
this one moment from the speech took on a life of his own with detractors saying he was quote unquote pandering to black voters by speaking about white supremacy and racism at an HBCU. To say that President Biden is pandering, saying this at Howard doing his address is honestly absurd. Listen, it's okay to have a valid criticism, but folks are obsessed with finding anything that challenged the Biden-Harris administration. Let me give you an example of valid criticism that I have for President Joe Biden. I've watched nearly every speech that President Biden has given, and I've definitely watched every speech he's given at an HBCU during his tenure. His commencement remarks seem to always have the sound of a campaign stump speech. And to be honest with y'all, I am not the biggest fan of that, as I believe that commencement speeches should be all about giving words of encouragement to the graduates, as well as a few tips for the journey ahead. When President Biden speaks at an HBCU, especially for commencement, it sometimes sounds as if he's listing his accomplishments for black people and reaffirming his commitment to standing against racism and white supremacy. And to be fair, I don't think that's inherently a bad thing, but I just believe you should switch up the message for the venue that you're at. I believe that a commencement speech, you need to inspire hope in the graduates and not do a campaign stump speech like it's 2024. But this very critique that I have, oddly enough, is defense against these baseless claims that he's pandering with his comments. President Biden's condemnation of white supremacy and his talk about restoring the soul of the nation isn't new. He does, in fact, say this everywhere that he goes. He wasn't lying. Let me give you an example. Here's President Biden in December 2021 addressing the fall graduates of South Carolina State University. And if y'all didn't know, that's an HBCU. And finally, we continue to confront the oldest and darkest forces in this nation, hate and racism. Despite all the laws enacted through the struggles we know, we knew we could make progress. But what I didn't realize is you can defeat hate, but you can't eliminate it. It just slides back under a rock. And when given oxygen by political leaders, it comes out ugly and mean as it was before. We can't give it any oxygen. We have to step on it. We have to respond to it. It's not who we are. Now, doesn't that sound oddly similar to what President Biden said at Howard? I'll do you one better. You might say, well, Randall, like you said, South Carolina State is an HBCU. He was pandering there too. Well, here's President Biden in May 2022 speaking at his alma mater, the University of Delaware, during their spring commencement. I decided to seek the presidency when I had concluded I was professor at Penn. I wasn't ever going to run again, and I meant that from the bottom of my heart. And then Charlottesville. In the United States of America, in the 21st century, people coming out of fields at night carrying torches. Close your eyes, remember what you saw. Their veins bulging, preaching the same hate, white supremacy, chanting the same Nazi phrases, not figuratively, literally, that were being chanted in the 30s in Europe. Now, did you hear that? President Biden spoke against the ills of white supremacy at a PWI. No one said a word about it at that time, though. But now, seven months from 2024, it's a problem. He's pandering. All of this is just campaign speak. I can play even more of his speeches, including the State of the Union, where he did the same thing, to prove the premise that the president has said for himself. He says this everywhere that he goes. Y'all, don't fall for it. As we head into November 2024, we're gonna see many coordinated political attacks and propaganda aimed at the black community to depress our vote. We can't fall for it. We must always make sure that we're up on the facts and always lead conversations with truth. After all, that's what our HBCUs prepared us to do. And those are my thoughts on today. Oh.
HBCU. They know just who we are. Post Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the show once a day. Of course, you can follow HBCU Pulse on Instagram and YouTube at HBCU Pulse, Twitter and TikTok, the HBCU Pulse, and subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio wherever you get your podcast. You can donate to us at paypal.me slash HBCU Pulse or cash up us at dollar sign HBCU Pulse. But outside of that, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you on the other side and we'll talk to you next week. Like what you hear? Uh. Yeah. Subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, head to HBCUPulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening to HBCU HBCU Pulse Pulse Radio. Radio.